This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Godly wisdom is something every Christian should search for and desire to have operating in everything they do in life. God's Word in the book of James clearly tells us how to accomplish this, proclaiming, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who freely gives to all. Many who will be listening to this powerfully thought-provoking six-part broadcast entitled Wisdom from the Father's Throne will, for the first time, come to realize exactly what and how important true wisdom is, where it comes from, and how best to get it operating in our lives. Making clear the distinction between wisdom and knowledge, Pastor Ray shows that true wisdom can only come from God and His Word. Wisdom cannot be found in the world. Now, here's Pastor and his More Than Conquerors Bible lesson on wisdom from the Father's throne. Every situation in life is going to demand or require a different approach. How are you going to know what approach to pull upon or what approach to use? That can only come by wisdom. That's why we as believers need to cry out to God and to call. You ought to, you ought to put wisdom at the top of your list, your prayer list. Amen. Thank you for the two and a half amens. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen tonight. Wisdom ought to be at the top of your situation. You should not make a decision in your life. You should not react or act in your life until you have prayed for God's wisdom and then waited until you had peace in your heart that you had wisdom. And let me tell you what, as you practice this, it gets a whole lot easier. We need wisdom from above. That's the only way that we're going to know the right thing to do in every situation. God's word uh, extends that wisdom to us. All right, so... Um, let's go over to Matthew's Gospel 10 where I told you to open up. Look at, verse, look at verse 16. And Jesus said this. He said, Behold, I, is everybody there? Okay. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. He says, Therefore, be as wise as serpents and harmless as doves. That means that we're not to, we're not to fashion ourselves. Uh, listen, listen. We're not to fashion ourselves after the wisdom of the world. Because the wisdom of the world is corrupted wisdom. It has a lot of selfishness in it. It has a lot of evil in it. It has a lot of jealousy in it. It has a lot of vindictiveness, vindictiveness in it. It's got a lot of worldly stuff in it. So Jesus tells us here, he says, look, seek the wisdom that comes from above. Actually, James says it that way. Seek the wisdom that comes from above that's pure and above and, and uh, you know, godly, this kind of wisdom. So Jesus tells us, go out in the world and be as wise as serpents, but be as gentle as doves. So God wants us to walk in this world with a wisdom, but a gentle spirit. Doesn't mean, wisdom doesn't mean I'm gonna outsmart somebody. Wisdom doesn't mean I'm gonna be a smart aleck. Wisdom doesn't mean, you know, I'm going to use the world's ways and bring it into the church and try to make it work. And people do that. I deal with that all the time as a pastor. Listen, what, what the wisdom of the world is corrupted. The wisdom of the world is evil. The wisdom of the world does not work 
in the kingdom of God. Only God's wisdom is what will work in the kingdom of God. So that's the wisdom we need to seek. And some of us here, one of the reasons why maybe we're having a whole lot of trouble is because we're believers, we love God, but we're using the world's wisdom instead of learning God's wisdom and asking God to give us more of his wisdom. And therefore, we're having a hard time in the world because God's wisdom is going to be opposed to the way the world does it. You know, like the world, let me just get it. The world says, you know, an eye, uh, the world says, a tit for a tat. Well, God's, in God's wisdom, God... Someone, someone strikes you on the cheek, give them the other cheek. doesn't mean you become a punching bag, but it means that you respond without retali- retaliation. That's the wisdom from above. Now, as you start incorporating this wisdom into your life, you're going to see that it's going to challenge you. It's going to challenge some of this worldly wisdom that many of us have operated in and continue to operate in. It's going to challenge it because it's totally opposed to the wisdom of God's kingdom. One of the things that you ought to practice in your life regularly is you ought to read the book of, of Proverbs. Why? Because the book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom. They're little, little sayings, little nuggets of truth. And if you will incorporate those into your life and meditate on them and, and let them begin to become a part of your, your life, you'll begin to see yourself operating and moving in greater levels of wisdom. Can I get a better amen than that? So Jesus tells us to go out into the world and be wise. Now, I want you to look with me. Let's go over to Luke's Gospel, chapter 12. Um, So jump over to Luke, chapter 12. And let's look at um, verse 11 and 12. All right, so Luke's Gospel 12, verse 11 and 12. Now listen to what Jesus said to his disciples. And remember that every word that's been spoken is for us. So Jesus wasn't only speaking this to his disciples, but this word rings through to this day and speaks to us as well. So look at what Jesus said. He says, now when they, is everybody there? Sam there? All right. Verse 11. Now when they bring you to the synagogues and magistrates and authorities, do not worry about how or what you should answer or what you should say. So he's saying when they bring you out to those that are posed to you, that do not like you, that really actually hate you, and do not want to listen to you because of, my, because of me and my namesake. He says, do not worry about what you're going to say. Now listen to verse 12. He said, for the Holy Spirit, how many of you know that the Holy Spirit is our teacher? The Holy Spirit is our guide. The Holy Spirit is the one who goes before us. And he says, the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour, what you ought to say. Now, here's here's a principle, here's a promise from the Word of God that you and I can incorporate into our every every, uh, situation in daily life. Because how many of you have ever had a situation, or maybe you're dealing with a situation right now, that's a really difficult one, you don't have the answer for it. How many? Let me see some hands. Anybody here have a difficult... Have you ever had a difficult situation you didn't have the answer for? Right? So, he says here, he says, listen... When the, let, let, me put, let me give you Pastor Ray's updated version of this verse. When the difficult situations come your way, as they do as you walk in this life and serve me, don't worry about what to do or how to answer those things. For the Holy Spirit, as you ask him and yield your life to him, will teach you in the very hour that you need to be taught what you ought to say and how you ought to respond. That's Pastor Ray's version. That's the expanded 
New English Living Word version of the Bible. So, so one of the things that we learn is that the Holy Spirit will give us the wisdom as we just rely on Him and trust Him and, and hear it. Can, can I say? And believe that you will get the wisdom when you need it. Believe that He will give you the wisdom when you need it. It's amazing to me how many times I've seen Christians do the most unwise things. The Bible calls it foolish, but I won't call you foolish. I'll say unwise things. All right. um, because why? Because maybe you just didn't take the time to pray. You didn't take the time to wait on the Holy Spirit. So going back to my story about when I first started the, the church and pastoring, I would just stop and ask the Holy Spirit, I don't know how to deal with this. What do I need to do? And I would just stay in an attitude of prayer until I got the answer. And it's amazing how the Holy Spirit would give me, the, just speak it to my heart. I would know exactly what to do. You know, sometimes he just give you a little word. Sometimes he just give you a little idea on how to deal with something. And if you go on that in faith, it will expand. It'll, 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 prove, it'll prove itself out to be the very thing that needed to be done. Now, is that making sense to anybody here? Am I, am I, am I helping anybody by, by this? All right. So the Holy Spirit will be with you. Now, I remember um, when we were, we were building this building, we were in the planning stages we had hired um, an engineer. And we were hitting, like you all heard the story, we were hitting opposition from every end, every which way. I mean, no matter what we, whichever way we turned, we were hitting opposition. This was unbelievable warfare. It took many, many battles over a bunch of years to get this building up. And it was the devil resisting because he knew that on this property there would be salvations. He knew on this property that broken lives would be fixed. He knew on this property that people would come to a face-to-face uh, confrontation with God and relationship with the living God that would change their lives forever. He knew on this property there would be people that would be empowered by the Holy Spirit and, uh, and, and live their lives in greater, in greater abundance. He knew that on this property that there would be teaching of the Word of God which would uh, help people to come out of ignorance of the things of God and come into a greater knowledge. So he threw everything he could to try to stop us. And I remember when the, the engineer was working on the plans and they were giving us all kinds of trouble. I called him up because he was going to have this big meeting, a very important meeting with the city officials. And I called him. His name was Eugene. I said, Eugene, listen, you and I have got to pray. I said, I know you're very capable of doing this. You're a very capable engineer. He was a Christian. And I said, you're a Christian man. I said, but I don't know if you know these verses. And I pulled up this verse and another one we're going to look at in a minute. I pulled up these couple of verses. I said, let's speak these verses over you right now. I said, the Holy Spirit is going to give you exactly what you need to say to those people, that they will have their answers. They'll have the answers to the questions that they have, that this thing will be resolved, and we will get a quick conclusion uh, to you know, the building permit and getting the, the uh, building permit so we can put up this building. And we prayed. He went into that meeting and the anointing of God came upon him in that meeting, and he was able to answer the questions and do everything. It was it proved as a result of that meeting to be the beginning of us getting you know all those questions answered and getting our permit uh, finally released so that we could build this building. You see, the Holy Spirit will teach you in the very moment that you you needed to uh, what to say. Even myself, when I was going before different. You know, I'd never done any of this stuff before. I didn't know how to go talk to the mayor. I never, never talked to a mayor before. I never talked to a city official before. I didn't know what to do. I prayed. I said, Lord, you said, your word said that I should not worry when I'm brought before 
the magistrates or the mayor or the officials or my boss or this difficult city. You told me not to worry about what I'm going to say. You told me to stay in an attitude of prayer and rely on the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will give me the wisdom that I need for the moment to say the exact right thing. And I would, I would pray that way. And I'd go in with my knees knocking because I don't know what I'm, what I'm about to face. And, but I'm relying on the Holy Spirit to give me the wisdom for that moment. And it's amazing. Every single time I went into those meetings, we came out of those meetings with a very, very positive result. And to the point where the mayor took a liking to me, and you know he's still a friend of mine and ours, and the city got behind us. Now they love us. Now they think we're wonderful. Can I get a better amen than that? Now, somebody else runs to that meeting, and they start giving you opposition, and you start shooting off, start raising your voice and banging the desk, and operating in worldly wisdom. And you could defeat your own purpose or defeat the plan or defeat what you're trying to accomplish because you didn't use godly wisdom because you didn't wait on the Holy Spirit. Does this mean anything to anybody? You didn't wait on the Holy Spirit, so you, you, you actually destroyed the very thing that you were trying to accomplish in your life. You have to learn to, to, to rely on the Holy Spirit to operate in God's wisdom, not in the worldly wisdom or the wisdom of this world because you're going to destroy things if you operate in this worldly wisdom. This worldly wisdom is bent for destruction. You can see it all over. We see people going down over and over because they think they're being wise, but really, when they're found out, it proves that they were a fool because they broke laws, they did things that were underhanded, they responded in a way, in situations that were devastating to people. Does this make sense to anybody here? See, God's wisdom doesn't produce that kind of stuff. God's wisdom produces peace. God's wisdom produces results positive results. God's wisdom is powerful when you're operating in God's wisdom. So you have to rely on the Holy Spirit. Pray before you go to your boss. Pray before you go to your manager or whatever it be. Whatever situation. Pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give you the wisdom to deal with that situation or to approach that, uh, that situation or that, that whatever it is you're dealing with. Ask Him for the wisdom and then just wait on Him. Does this make sense to everybody here? Just wait on Him and see how God will give you the wisdom for the moment. One of the things that I learned so long ago is that, and I try to practice this, it's better to wait on the Lord and be very careful about what comes out of your mouth than just spewing out of your mouth what you feel in the moment. Because you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna regret those words. That's not operating in God's wisdom. That's not operating in God's wisdom. So I learned as I was going before these people, be very, very careful and, and, and I'm, I'm talking to them, but I'm, I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. And he's telling me, telling me what I need to say, how I need to say it. Soften it, toughen it, pull back, go forward. And, and the Holy Spirit will do this if you will trust him, if you will rely on him. So don't, don't ever go into a, an important meeting uh, or approach a situation or whatever without having prayed and asking the Holy Spirit to give you the words to speak and then waiting for him to give you the proper words to say. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. All right. So let's go over to Luke's Gospel, chapter 21, and verse 14. Jesus says it again. Is everybody there? Luke 21, 14. Get a better amen than that? All right. So he says here, he says, Therefore, I still hear pages turning, so I'll give you a minute. 
Luke 21, 14. Therefore, settle it in your hearts not to meditate beforehand on what you will answer. In other words, don't rely on earthly wisdom. Are you getting this? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that. I'm going to, I'm going to say the other thing. This is how I'm going to handle it. How many of you know? How many of you ever done that? You got to go, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. And then you get, you know, hamna, 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 hamna. Nothing comes out the way you thought you were going to say it. And you get all screwed up. And you, you look like an, an idiot. And you walk out and say, I should have said this. Could have said that. Why didn't I say this? Should have done. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We've all been there. Well, Jesus is giving you a, a help here. He's saying, don't, therefore, settle it in your hearts beforehand, not to meditate beforehand on what you will answer. For I will give you, listen to what he says, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. He says, rely on me to fill your mouth with what you need to say in the moment you need to say it. So if we're not supposed to be meditating on what we ought to be saying, what should we be doing? We should be praying, meditating on the word, asking for God's help, asking for God's direction, asking for the Holy Spirit to be involved in this situation. And we should hold our mouth back and be quiet and listen and wait for the Holy Spirit to give us the response. I, he says, I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. That's a promise from the word of God that he is going to fill your mouth with wisdom. He's going to fill your mouth with wisdom. You're going to know what to do. You can't meditate on all the wrong stuff. Many times there have been situations that I've had to deal with and it's hard because, you know, somebody may have offended me, somebody may have done something, you know, and I'm meditating, you know. And I know that if I don't change my meditations, I'm going to go into that meeting and I'm going to explode and I'm going to look like a jerk. Acts chapter 6, verse 8. And this is a story about Stephen. And it said, everybody there? Sam there? All right. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Then there arose from what is called the synagogue of freedom, Cyrenians. Alexandrians, those from Cilicia and Asia, disputing with Stephen. In other words, there was an uprising against Stephen because he was preaching the gospel. Now listen to what it says. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. In other words, they were coming at him, but he was coming right back at him, and they could not dispute what he was saying. That's called the wisdom of God. And that wisdom is available to every single one of us. In a difficult situation, here the wisdom of God is falling upon him. And they were coming against him, but they could not resist. They could not come against the wisdom by which he was spoken. Well, that's the fulfillment we see in the book of Acts of what Jesus says. So when you stand before those that accuse you, those that persecute you, those that challenge you, or a difficult situation, don't worry about what you're going to say because I will fill your mouth in the moment that you need it to be filled. And there's the fulfillment of it in the book of Acts. It still works today. God will give you the wisdom that you need for every situation if you will just rely on him. Don't meditate beforehand what you're going to say. Pray before you go to that meeting. Pray before you approach that difficult situation. Pray before you decide uh, you know, what you're going to do in a difficult or a very important decision. 
God will give you wisdom over the matter. There was a lady one time, I got stories, I should write a book of stories. A lady one time, yeah, lady one time, of course she didn't blame me, but lady one time there was a family in the church and she was a very giving lady, very, very giving lady. I mean, she was a giver. And she, she just loved people. And um, there was a family in church that was trying to buy a house and they were short $5,000 for closing fees. And I guess they were going around telling people, that's called faith by hint. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? Faith by hint, right? Go to all the wealthy people, you know, the ones that you know are successful and have money, and tell them what you're believing God for. If you're believing God, you don't tell anybody. But anyway, this, this family uh, got to her somehow and, and told her. And being the giving person that she is, and being, you know, just a soft-hearted person, she felt for them, and she wrote them a check. Well, they took the check and bought the house, and, you know, we never saw them again. And, and she called him and she said, well, what happened? You know, I thought you were part of our church family. And, and um, you know, I, 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 you know, I thought you were a sister in the Lord. And, and they had all kind of, I don't know, a list of excuses. Um, they left and never talked to her again, never interacted with her, never had anything more to do with her, left the church, never saw her again. And she walked away very wounded. She was very, very hurt. She says, you know, I thought they were part of our church. I thought we were in relationship. I thought, you know, we were growing together. You know, I said to her, well, look, what you did, you did out of a good heart. And you're not going to lose the return on that, on that gift. The only way you can lose the return on that gift is if you get a sour heart. So you keep your heart right. But really what you should have done is you should have come to me and asked me about it or asked somebody else about it and prayed with somebody first before you acted because the Holy Spirit would have told you what was about to happen. And then you could have made your decision as to whether you wanted to get involved in that or not. She learned a very, very big lesson. She never did that again. And a couple of times when she wanted to do something, she did reach out and ask for prayer or ask someone that might know something to say, hey, what can you tell me about this? So you've got to be wise with what God has given you. You've got to be wise. Because remember, it was the, uh, the, um, the, the, uh, the talents that were given. There were three people that were given one was given five, one was given two, and one was given one. And two of them went and did something very wise with what they had, and they brought it back, and the Lord said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. But one did something very unwise. He did something foolish. They just buried it, and he came back and he gave it back to himself. In other words, what he was saying is that I don't want the responsibility over what you've given to me, so I'm going to do nothing. And that was a very, very foolish move on his part. He said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. You, you, you could have at least put it on, you know, on deposit with the banks and they would have given you interest, but you didn't even think to do that. You did nothing, and therefore, you know, be away from me. That was foolish. So God wants us to do, you know, be wise with what he's given us. And that's why I say, you know, I look at what God has given me, this ministry, this church, my own personal things that he's given me and blessed me with. That's why I'm very, very careful about what I do. I try very hard to be very wise with what God has given. Where does that wisdom come from? It comes from God. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC radio ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.